You are listening to a pleasure podcast. For more from our sex podcast collective, visit pleasurepodcasts.com. So it's 2021, so I'm sure everyone knows what Omegle is now. And Omegle's been around for a little bit. Like, it's not some new thing, because what I'm about to tell you, this disgusting, foul, yet riveting Omegle story. Not too long, but fully packed, pun intended, story of me... we emasculated the poop out of him. Probably there was poop that came out of him later, honestly, because it has to do with his butthole. But today's episode is about emasculating men and what's to come from it. No, I don't mean pegging a man, even though that seems to be emasculating. But hey, if you're into it, I'm not judging you. I'm not. No, but we're here today. We're going to talk about emasculating men and what's to come from it. For the typical male. I mean, unless you're with a complete pussy, which I mean, even then, there's still going to be, maybe they're just going to, the effects are going to come out differently, but you're going to have some negative consequences. So we're going to talk about the line that we can and cannot cross when it comes to this, because I don't know about you, but I have a temper. So raise your hand if you have a temper. I'm raising my hand. I'm raising both of my hands. I would like to blame my Italian heritage, but I can't always. So you're probably like, shut the fuck up. We want to hear this Omegle story about this man's butthole. Okay, so once upon a time, this was, fuck, how old was I? I was 23, 23, 24, 23, 24. That's way too old. Humiliating. Wow. Okay, well, I was single at this time. And me and some girlfriends were sitting on my bed on the computer <laughs> on Omegle, just seeing what pop up. It was just funny. It's fun. You know, it's funny sometimes if you've ever done it. I wouldn't do it today. You couldn't fucking pay me to do that today just because Awkward Turtle, even though you see lots of cool videos of things that happen on Omegle. It's just not in the cards for me these days. But at the time, okay, so Omegle, we're on Omegle, and nothing riveting had popped up yet. All of a sudden, boom, flash on the screen. What do I see? I see a man's butt on all fours with a blue shirt on, a pasty white, slightly hairy ass. On all fours, baby. Not spread cheeks. It was a profile shot. Nothing sexy about it. But do you think that I clicked out or toggle the omegling whatever? No, she was there. I was there to stay. I had to know more. So he must have been bent over typing on his computer. I don't know. I don't know what his fucking weird ass setup was. But (laughs) it was fucking weird. Like, he definitely prepared the day of omegling with tools, literally tools, because, boom, it was like we were in a saw game, but we were omegling, and nothing bad was going to happen to me, except maybe cause trauma. (laughs) Okay, sorry. And he was traumatizing his asshole, which I'm sure his asshole is very used to it. So this guy says, he, are we interested in bossing him around? Fuck yes. Yes, we are, sir. Yes, we are. And (laughs) this is weird. Okay. He goes, will you be my master? I'm like, yeah, yeah, call me. And I just, I mean, I I immediately got very bossy, which, okay, here's the thing. I'm so not a dominatrix in the bedroom. This is totally not me fulfilling a fantasy in any way. This was, what is this motherfucker gonna do? You know, that's what this was. Like, there was no, nothing arousing me at all. I'm very dominant personality in real life, so I like to be annihilated in the bedroom. So, no, this was not uh, exciting to me. This was, oh, it this was very exciting to me, actually, but not in that way. 
So he proceeds to show me and a couple of the girls that I told you were watching this with me. We were squealing, mind you, a like tool blanket or like a blanket and it had things that varied and that went in size order and size order like a like a fucking movie like little utensils that got skinnier and these were household objects or tools or like I think there was an ice pick there was like it was creepy and weird and sadistic and horrifying and if you are a parent listening to this you better make sure your kids aren't fucking on Omegle. And I don't mean fucking on Omegle. I mean partaking on Omegle. So he asks us, oh, he's like, master, which one shall I use? And I'm like, is he talking about putting this in his fucking butthole? Is he going to put this in his butthole? Or is he going to like hit himself? Is he going to knock himself out with the, with the screwdriver? So I said screwdriver. If that's where I got screwdriver from. And this motherfucker puts a screwdriver in his butthole. Yes. Mm -hmm. I'm letting you have your moment of squealing. I am playing back the image in my head and I, ugh, God, help me. (laughs) Maybe it did cause a little bit of trauma because I remember the shirt and the pasty the pasty white butt cheeks. Oh God. And I, I never saw a face. So that was smart on his part. <laughs> oh, look, that's Todd from church. Just <laughs> It is so interesting how I can completely have a conversation by myself and truly enjoy it because I am laughing. So I don't know if it's concerning or if it's, um, a good thing. We're going to take it as a good thing. Okay. Moving on. So that was my Omegle story. And we're going to let that be. Yes, I I think we did proceed to use two more objects. And then we, we I think, um, conviction in our hearts and our parents' voices in our head uh, got us off. So we ended up moving on. And I will never, ever forget that experience that I shared with Mr. Omegle Buttcheeks. That's probably the first really emasculating man story that pops into my head. Yeah, that was the first one. Mm -hmm. I'm sure I did things that men didn't appreciate me saying or doing, but yep, that was a big one. That was a big one. I mean, obviously this guy appreciated it. He, like, did did he masturbate to that later? Like, what? I don't understand the, the part about what is making him excited about it. So if there's anyone that does that, please don't message me about it. That is where I have a line. I can't believe I have one, but I just found it. There we go. Okay, moving forward, talking about being a badass, being a confident, self-loving woman who wants to take care of herself, mind, body, spirit every day and embody a bad bitch mentality, call it what you want, doesn't mean that you have to talk to people like shit, which duh, okay, you're like, okay, duh, I knew that, Jordan, but for those of you, I guess I'm, I'm just speaking from my personal experience, what I've gone through, so I will just, instead of trying to label everybody and put people in a box, I'll just share something about me and my experience with it and what I've learned from it. I definitely can be a fighter with words and say, like, take low blows, like cut people off at the knees, like the, you hurt me, I'm going to make you hurt 10 times fucking more. And I know that being married, so being married, you, you want to water your marriage, obviously. And I guess I am seeming like I'm talking to the ladies, but guys can get the same thing out of it because if you're doing this to your wife or your wife's doing it to your husband, you're going to get the same results. I do think with men, however, that because the whole men are from Mars, women are from Venus shit, I, I believe that shit. I totally do. Men have egos in a different way than women do. I think we respond to things differently. We cope with things different, differently. 
men tend to be more logical about things. Women tend to be very relational and emotional, or that's the way I feel at least. And I'm going to talk from the perspective of, I was in a relationship and with someone who, and this is a past experience, I was not respectful to. I was not respectful. I said whatever the fuck I wanted when it came out of my mouth. And don't get me wrong, I didn't just rid myself of this habit that I had of not thinking before speaking. Do I lose my temper and say things I regret sometimes? Yes, yes I do. But this particular relationship was very eye-opening of, okay, this is... Like, you can't be like this. You can't treat men like that. This is going to be the long-term damage of that. It's And this is going to be irreparable. And it got to a point where I just... I had no respect for him because he didn't demand it. Ugh, that sounds cringy. But if you let a bitch walk all over you, you know, you, you sometimes you do have to check people. And that goes both ways for sure. And then how that person responds when being checked is huge too. Like there are definitely times my husband has to be like, okay, hold on now. And I have to take a step back and look at the situation and go, oh, okay. You know, he wouldn't be saying that if I mean, I was stepping out of line. I'm, I'm apologizing because I, I crossed a line. Because I promise you this, if you are going to just brush it off your shoulder and, oh, it doesn't matter, oh, he can get over it, oh, he knows I'm just kidding, he knows I don't mean it, all that shit that's fine and dandy, but you are not on the receiving end of it. So I promise you, cross my heart, hope to die, stick a needle in my eye. You can come up with all of the justifications in your head and you could be like, well, fuck you, bitch. You don't know them. You don't know him. I'm, I don't, but I'm just going on that we all are human beings at the end of the day and they are men. This is a man and a man and in my experience, and there's lots of books about this topic as well. Men don't only want, but they need respect. Just like women need and want to feel loved and that the man doesn't want to give respect unless he, I mean, the man doesn't want to give love unless he feels respect and the woman doesn't want to give respect unless she feels loved. That's not what this episode is about, but I just needed to throw that in there. The The fact is the long-term effect of emasculating, being disrespectful, that's what I'm talking about, is he's going to hate your fucking guts, okay? I don't know how to say it in a nicer way, but it could even be subconsciously. It could even be subconsciously where now they don't have eyes for just you anymore, like oh, so-and-so at their work is making them feel a little better, more respected. Like, oh, that's making them feel like the man that they want to feel like. And you could say all day long, well, (gasps) you know, then that's being them misbehaving and being bad and opening themselves up. And I get it. I get it that they're responsible for keeping their dick in their pants. But... (sighs) How quickly do some bitches say, like, they pushed me to doing that because they don't hear me, they don't listen to me, they don't desire me. I mean, it goes both ways. People feel some type of way about shit. And in my experience, men are like kind of shitty communicators sometimes. Maybe because I haven't lived long enough where I've seen, I always say like if uh, my lovely, beautiful husband that I love and adore and will live with forever, if anything terrible happened to him, or if he was a fucking dog who ever did betray me and I fucking cut his dick off and left him, that I would date older. Mm -hmm. Never going, I'm never doing around my age, which my husband is five years older than me, praise be, but I would never be with someone my age. Mm -mm. No, I would make it 10 and older because their brain is there more, you know, they've had to, they have more emotional intelligence. And then if they don't at that age, you know, they're just, they're just, you're fucked. You're like, they don't, they're not worth it. So you got your red flags and soon enough you can peace out. 
Okay, so A, one was him hating your fucking guts. The next one is his perspective of you is going to change. These all fall under little bullet points of him hating your guts. His perception of you is going to change. He's not going to look at you like he did once. He's going to look at you as a mean bitch. You've got to do some... So say you do this. So like I said, I'm not perfect and there are times I mess up. You know what I do? I fucking backpedal. I fucking do damage control. I fucking go in and take care of my little plant that I forgot to water that day. I fix that shit because you've got to fix that shit. You want to be a smart bitch. You want a well-lubed machine of a man. you got to be your best bitch ass self. You got to be hyping yourself up. I'm not kidding. Something I learned from my big fat Greek wedding. I don't know which character it was, but she said, the man is the head of the household, but the woman is the neck and she can turn the head whichever motherfucking way she wants. And that, ladies, and all the men are like, click. No, ladies, that is the secret sauce there, bitches. And if you're the neck, you can't be some weak-ass little baby neck, okay? You're going to have to fucking have a strong, muscly neck, okay? Because the head's fucking heavy, okay? You know, they, they have big heads, too. So you got to fucking be able to hold that fucker up and turn that bitch, rotate that bitch, make that bitch spin, Trust me, you're a respectful wife who gives him respect, treats him like the king he is, strokes that ego, even when you don't fucking feel like it. Be intentional, bitch. See what happens. See, I, you'll be shopping more. I promise you'll be sh- or much more inclined to get your way on things. I promise you that. Bet on it. And if he's just the same way when you're a cunt and when you're respectful, then eek, I mean, that's uh, now you have a different problem. But, blowing the head out, sorry. But it could be he's not responsive because you've been being a bitch for so long. So you're going to have to do damage control by talking to him and saying, look, I have some newfound self-awareness of what I'm doing. I see that it's incredibly damaging. I love you. I don't want to lose you because of A, B, and C, D. Give some reasons. I love you because of give some reasons and be more like, don't sound monotone and weird like me right now. Say it really sweet. I don't know. Just you do your voice with him. You know him. Maybe touch his dick while you're saying it. Maybe, I don't know. That's probably a great idea actually. Or if you don't want to be too obvious, just some touching. You know what? You know what I do? If you're ever having like pillow talk or you're watching a movie together or you're doing, I don't know, you're like cuddling, okay? Get on the same breath as him. You're like, what? (laughs) Maybe some people have heard of this. This is like a thing. This is, I read this somewhere. Get on the same breath as him, like simpatico. Oh, my tummy just made a very uh, disgusting gurgling noise. So I don't know if you heard that, but these microphones pick up every sound. But get on the same (laughs) breathing pattern as him. And I swear the whole energy shifts and you will like, you can get all of his feels out. Maybe it's just like a little magic which thing I'm teaching you, but you're probably like, bitch, that did not fucking work. He fell asleep, which that can happen too, but just try it. <laughs> My energy feels good. It feels, it feels more intimate for some reason. If you're having to do damage control, if you're having to have that conversation with him, then you're going to want to be intentional about making changes and being a better, a better partner. And it starts with not talking shit about them ever. Like that's one thing that you don't do. You don't, don't go to your friends and other people, just like random acquaintances and people and talk 
mad shit about your partner. Like you're manifesting that. You're planting those seeds. That's not nice. You're just going to perpetuate and magnify those words that you're putting out there. Don't do it. That Stop doing that and watch the shifts that occur with that. Seriously, girls have a bad fucking habit about doing that. And it's super, super harmful. And again, I want to reiterate that everything that I like say on here and tell you, or it's a tip, it's because it's from personal life experience. So it's not just like I read something and I'm regurgitating it to you. All of this I have firsthandedly experienced and things that as I work on them, I see, oh, wow, like this was worth really working on. Truly disrespect is something that will ultimately push your man away really, really far away, if not into the arms of another person, if not emotionally checked out, if not growing apart, doing your own thing, or if it's years of underlying resentment and just this ick in the room that takes its toll in other ways, you know, doesn't mean that they just have to go be a shit person to you or it's like, oh, well, that's why they cheated on you. So you have to forgive them. No, I'm, I'm not saying that. I'm just being realistic about what happens to people. And it's a common thing you hear. It doesn't mean it's right. Either one for people to do bad shit to each other, but it fucking happens. You know, it fucking happens. And we're just being real talk here. So how do we, next tip, how do we move on to, on the sex side of things, stroking their ego? One little tidbit that I have heard as advice is the 80-20 split of personality from day to day and, and in the bedroom as well. So if you are a dominant loud, in-your-face kind of gal, then 20% of the time you need to intentionally try to kind of be like the opposite of that, like reel it in and, ooh, I know that could like maybe make some people be like, what? I have to, I'm going to change who I am. No, I'm not going to change who I am. Sorry. This is just, again, my personal experience and sharing and a way to embrace your femininity and to get laid is basically what I'm trying to get you. I'm trying to get his dick hard for you. So this is my advice. And what I have found is successful and works. Also, I don't know about you ladies, but I prefer, since I am a a dominant personality and loud and quite annoying in the bedroom, I like that to be switched. Like I am totally, like I said in the Amigo story, not a, I'm tying you up and whipping you and pegging you. Um, It was on my bucket list to peg somebody just because I thought, it was a good thing to like check off to say that I've done, but I don't think that's going to be able to happen in my life unless something terrible happened to my husband or he was a fucking idiot, like I said earlier, which we're hoping for neither of those things. But if that does, I'll make sure to slip in a peg before I move on. So, <laughs> but no, I like to be the let the not do- I want him to dominate my ass. I want to be dominated. Not literally, but literally. You know what I mean? I need I want to feel weak and helpless. And I don't know. I mean, I think a lot of girls take that. I think a lot of girls want that. And I know there's other girls that like to be dominant. And I think a happy medium of both is perfection, right? Isn't that, I'm sure what every girl wishes they were like, including myself. But no, I was going to end this with a story of the worst thing I've ever done in my life. And you're like, well, why would you want to share a really shitty thing you've done because now we're all going to think you're a really shitty person. And I know that that can happen, but <laughs> I am not that person anymore. And I, it's also a really 
cool story. No, it's just horrifying actually and wild and jaw-dropping and like, oh my god. So I figured I would tell it and it's, you know, I'm obviously not in that relationship today, so I don't give a fuck. I'm gonna just go ahead and share ski. But first commercial. Hey y'all, if you're a chatty little bitch like me and you think that you also could make a podcast and you're narcissistic and think that, you know what, I think people actually would want to hear me talk. Yeah. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and many more. You can make money from your podcast, booyah kasha, with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Okay, guys, so we talked about the long-term effects of being a little bitch. Uh, We talked about being respectful, being disrespectful. Men are different. Women are different. Being your best bitch-ass self. The 80-20 personality split. Being a little slut in the bedroom and letting him have his way with you. Being the fucking neck in the goddamn relationship and training that motherfucker well because you know what the truth is is you can train them to be the best them the best zaddy you can get I promise you that and that is why we are here ladies so now I'm gonna tell you a story about me being a complete piece of shit to a dude bum, bum, bum. which ultimately he could never get over <laughs> I don't blame him and I I never could get over when a guy cheated on me, so I get it. (laughs) I get it. And just how this whole thing went down was absolutely the gut thing. And what else? You're like, please spit it out, bitch. Please spit it out, bitch. Let's just start from the beginning. I was 23, so that means I had to have been 22 or 21 with the Omegle story because... The timeline doesn't add up. Okay. But it was before him. I know that. (laughs) They're like, are you sure it wasn't fucking last week? No, I'm just kidding. It was definitely before that. I was 23 years old. I think close to 24, 23 and a half. Whatever. That doesn't fucking matter. I'm in a relationship with this guy. He's really fucking nice and he's funny and sweet zero work ethic but he was a trust fund baby so I like you know held on to that if I'm just being completely honest and you're like ooh, ouch but I'm just I'm talking to the fucking ladies okay I don't need to explain myself to you and I'm not gonna go into detail about my relationship or what it was or anything because this story is just about the final piece of shit thing that I did the one and only that I didn't, I never did anything that replicated this ever before, ever in my life. I have been cheated on. I know how terribly it is, but a bitch got sucked in and a bitch was checked out and a bitch was not into my, my current boyfriend. I was comfortable and codependent and on paper, it seemed like what should work for me. And it just wasn't honestly. And I didn't have enough balls or integrity or self-love to do the right thing, which was break up with the dude. But I will say this. I will I say this, even though it's like I avoid it because I think in the back of my head, I was I was being a piece of shit. Like I was being like, a, hey, I'm going to go. I can't take it anymore. I can't keep it in my pants anymore. So I did say to this boyfriend... That this guy I was with, let's call him something so I can say something besides this guy. Let's call him Greenbrier, okay? Let's call him Greenbrier. So Greenbrier and I smoke pot, and we find out there's this guy. We live in San Antonio at the time, in a really cute home. His parents paid in cash for us to live in. We had no bills, no responsibilities except to work and we had save our money. Like it was 
a situation. Anyways. And we weren't good at saving it either at the time. Like, if I knew the things I know now, god damn. If I could go back. But no, fuck that. I wouldn't go back. No regrets. They're all lessons. Isn't that like the thing people say now? Okay, so me and Greenbrier found out that there's this guy that delivers marijuana, like will come to you. Okay, and weed isn't legal in Texas. So that was like a, I live in Washington now where, you know, I mean, it's at a store. They have like, they have Uber for weed. I mean, it's just very, it's easy and amazing. And I love you, Washington, for that only reason. I actually do want to move back to Texas, but that's a story for another time. So in Texas, it was like a big deal. Oh my God, there's a person delivering marijuana. But it's, we, it was trusted source. I knew like the cops weren't coming to my home. So I'm sharing illegal things I'm doing on here. I'm like, all these thoughts are flooding in. Like, what are you doing? You're about to make everyone think you are a slut. I'm sure they already fucking do. And now we're just sprinkling cherries or sprinkles on top. Whatever, YOLO, we're we're already, we're too far in. We're too far gone, okay? We're in, we're here to go. We're finishing, we're finishing this. So this guy, we have to give him a name. Let's call him Patrick because that's his fucking name. And I don't know his last name, which really adds to the slut part of the story. God damn it. Um, I don't know his last name. So, I mean, like, what damage can I do? Oh, he could hear this and then be like, excuse me, you slandered me. But I don't, I, I could be like, no, I'm talking about Patrick Swayze. The fuck are you? Who are you? Who are you? I don't even know your fucking name. But no, uh, his name was Patrick, and he's never going to fucking hear this. And he looked (laughs) like a Greek god. I laugh because I'm like, do I really want to start describing this man? But he was a gorgeous specimen of a person. (laughs) Stop drooling, Jordan. I'm a happily married woman. Get a grip on yourself. No, I'm just being funny. Okay, so Patrick comes to the door, and I open the door, and I, no, my jaw literally opened because, you know why I know that? Because Greenbrier was like, Jordan, like Jesus. It was like if a man got a boner when he instantly saw someone. This has never happened in my life, people, okay? This is never, this was a situation out of a fucking movie. This was not an everyday thing. This is a person's worst nightmare. Like, you know, a girl's worst nightmare would be like the real estate agent's coming over and then she comes over and she's a goddamn fucking porn star, which I know that happens if you live in big cities all the time, but I don't have to worry about that where I'm here now, but hopefully I'm not here forever or that much longer. My husband knows this and he's all aboard. So choo-choo. Where was I? It's so hard having ADD. Okay. My jaw drops and Greenbrier, I almost I almost keep calling him his name and that would be horrific. After he left, after Patrick left, Greenbrier was like, okay, I clearly, you were attracted to him. And I'm like, no, what? You know, like, I don't even think I did that. I think I just like giggled because I'm like, I mean, you don't, I mean, can you lie? It was one of those undeniably beautiful, beautiful, beautiful person, you know? (laughs) So, I mean, it was, I mean, I feel so bad. I seriously, but you know what? I'll tell you this. There was, ow, shit. There was one time me and Greenbrier, I'm really getting off track, but these are good little tidbits. We were going to look at houses before like this is when we were picking out this townhome we were in and we were in he was in the front seat with the real estate agent this is a story within a story now he's in the front seat with his real estate agent and I'm in the back seat with the real estate agent's wife who is also one and he got we got to a light and there was a Kim Kardashian lookalike I mean as far as little bitty waist big boobs this the an ass that any person would do a double take on, triple take on. It was just jai fucking enormous. Anyways, I see this girl and but I'm in the backseat, so I see my boyfriend, Greenbrier's 
looking at her head turned. Sorry, I turned my head away from the microphone. And I, as we're driving off, I am now staring at him, burning a hole through his eyes into his skull. Through the skull. Now, we're through the skull as he's now breaking his neck, turning, uh, eyes locked into her ass. He can't feel me, see me. He's he's lost. He's uh, in another world. I'm trying to penetrate the world with my anger burn. And it took, it took a little while. And I, I had to be like, ah, Greenbrier. And at, he comes out of him nodding his neck he de de knots it and is like oh i i'm sorry i mean did you see did you see it and i was like yes 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 i saw it so it was one of those situations see it was necessary that i had to tell the tidbit story because it was one of these situations this this man we need to call him this man now because now i don't want to say his name anymore i feel sick about it this man, that is what we're calling him, this man. Or let's call him Greek God. I don't know why we're changing his name so much. Greek God, that's just fitting. I can't call him by his name because I get nauseous and I hate myself. I can't call him this man because it's not fitting. Greek God, it is. Thank you for following. If you are still here, if you're not, bye. Greek God now is my delivery man. I was the person who got the source, so I was the person who texted Greek God, reaching out. And of course, you're like, okay, okay, Jordan, Greek God is a weed delivery man. Like, he's a bum. He's a broke ass. He, but I mean, he didn't, he dressed beautifully. Okay, I need to stop, um, what is this called, lusting, or am I complimenting him too much? Yes, probably. I'm just trying to give a really detailed, thorough story is what I'm doing. He was like a elite. He, he was, he did illegal things. He lived in a nice house for his age. No, he wasn't, he wasn't ballin'. He was not ballin'. He was doing well for himself. He was making maybe six figures. And it was just him he was taking care of. So nothing super cool, but he wasn't on the struggling. He wasn't struggling. There we go. Okay. She's trying to find the words. I was just wet. I was just wet about it. It was like a bad, bad boy. He had like a big safe and $30,000 in cash and gun. I just thought he was this bad boy and I was a lost bitch. So, you know, you're, you're attracted to what you are at the time. And I was a piece of shit at the time. So really going into the piece of shit area of things. Cause I did, I crossed the fucking line. So now I was texting and I sent him a song. I was being flirty. We were being flirty, like hitting it off. When he was there that time, we were vibing. Greenbrier could feel the vibing, dying in the vibing. And I went to work, and he like texted me saying he'd come smoke with me at lunch. How romantic and glassy. So he comes to my job, or when I would go to when I had my hour lunch, I would go sit in his car, we drive around, listen to music, you know, like talk about certain songs and connect about the music. I don't know. I just thought he was my twin fucking flame. So it was beyond a wildly, I'm wildly attracted to him. It was like, oh, you're my twin flame, found my love of my life. No, he was an ultimate fuck boy. So I'll just nip that right there. And it you know, all of the lesson in it was huge self-discovery, huge, huge. But that's not what this story is about. This story is about how'd you get caught, bitch? What'd you do? When'd you fuck him? And how'd you get caught? Because this is the kind of story I'm telling you. Again, this was like this weird, rare, psychotic, like what the fuck is happening situation in my life. And I, I, I was, I was weak. I was weak and I fucked up and I fucked up majorly. This is like, this is why it's such a bad piece of shit story. I opened the door. I totally opened the fucking door. I liked the attention. It felt good. I was 
so attracted to him and in so many different ways. And, you know, I completely ignoring the huge, gigantic red flag of why would this guy be a good guy if he is pursuing me while I am in a relationship? You know what the first thing this fuckboy said? Now we're changing his name to fuckboy number two. Wow. It's evolving. So Greek God slash fuckboy number two. Because we know Shmevin was number one. There was many in the middle, but we're not even giving them numbers because they weren't worth the number. Fuckboy number two said to me, so why are you here? It was like, we went out to dinner. I was being a piece of shit. Like this was a thing. Like I was seeing this guy, hadn't touched, kissed or anything physical, but emotionally having an affair is what I was doing. Ugh, I hate this girl that I'm talking about. I feel, ugh, I have a pit in my stomach a little bit. God, this is like therapy because I'm like, oh my God, am I gonna upload this? Am I gonna fucking push upload on this? Uh, okay, this not like, if I was in the relationship that I was sharing this story about, hell no, to the no, 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 hell to the no. I apologize, but that is my answer to that. So we can tell about the dumb bitch days of Jordan. So he said, did I even finish what he fucking said? He's like, why are you here? What am I, what are you looking for that you're not getting at home? So he wasn't new to these women flocking to his Greek God fuck boyery, which by the way, he did not have a big penis. Um, and I, but I was like that sentence. I don't know why that made me wet. Maybe because he could see right through me. Maybe it was because he was calling me out. He saw what the fuck was up and I wanted to be seen. I wanted to be fucking, un- I felt misunderstood. Typical bitches. Typical bitches. <laughs> I'm so misunderstood. No, you're not, bitch. No, you're not. <laughs> I can tell you all of your problems right now. No, I'm just kidding. So uh, whatever, emotional affair is happening. It wasn't very, like, many times. It was, like, two two weeks of these thick, this happening or getting together and talking to this person. And I was like, oh, okay, I'm in love. I need to break up. I need to end my current relationship and pursue this one. Really healthy, really smart, really really bad. It was really, really bad. So bad. So, so, so bad. But I guess I would not be the woman that I am today if these events did not occur and tear my ass to the fucking ground because that is where I ended up. That is where I ended up on my face on the pavement. And the bitch got up. She got up and she's doing well. Okay. Rewind. We have to give our occasional little hype self because the story's it's, it's, it's making my skin crawl. Sorry. You're like, I don't care. Can you fucking hurry up? So I tell Greenbrier, Hey, I think we should go on a break because I'm a pussy and I couldn't, I didn't want to cut all my losses. That's why I didn't want to burn the bridge yet. Cause I didn't know what I wanted because I was a piece of shit. Cause if a guy did that, I'd be like, cut his dick off. So he was like, what? No, no. Like we're not doing that. No. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, we are. And I just pack up my Dodge Durango and go to fuck boy number two and fucked his brains out. And I was surprised at the size of his private parts. Uh, so they did not match his Greek goddery. So I guess God, you know, you can't have it all. You really can't have it all, can you? He's missing a lot more than what he's missing on his dick, but you can't have it all. The story is getting worse. It's about to get, like, the the part that makes me the biggest piece of shit isn't even, I haven't even gotten there yet. I haven't even gotten there yet. This is so hard. I should have practiced saying this story. This is horrible. This has not left my mouth. Like I hate myself right now and I'm uploading it for the sake of fucking good content. 
<laughs> anything for a good story time. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, I wrote this on my notes like when I first started. This is a story I've got to share because I've never shared it. Here we are experiencing it. So after this, this sexual session that just, be, I mean, and I'm not saying that because I said his penis wasn't big, that it wasn't mind-blowing and wonderful because guess what, guys? If you're if you're listening, it's not about size. It's about how you work it, baby. So that's for you. That's for you guys. Okay, so that happens, and it was very wild, very... There was a lot of ass-smacking involved from him. I was... I, I had a handprint bruise, and I am not exaggerating, because that's what makes it so, so cringy. I didn't know this at the time, okay? I did not know at the time right after, that I was soon about to have a bruise in the shape of a handprint. It Like, if, if you saw the bruise, you would go, oh, that's a handprint bruise. Like, maybe a little puffy or like a, like a marshmallow finger. Hand. You, know, you know what I'm saying. So, this is my home, but I was like, when I said, it's going to break, I'll sleep in the guest room, blah, blah, blah. I went, I don't even, I didn't go back right after. I like, I slept over at this guy's house. He's back to this guy. I slept over at this guy's house. And, but when I went back, I went to sleep in the guest room. I think it was the next day or the next morning, something. I didn't have work. Maybe I went home. I don't know. I don't know. The details are blurry. And I'm not going to ask Greenbrier. <laughs> God bless his soul. I wish him nothing but love and happiness, truly. <clears throat> what I do know is I came home, I go to the guest room, I get in the bed, I sleep naked, I'm naked, and I get in and I hear Greenbrier go, what the fuck? I think it it wasn't the next day, this is why, because it was the middle of the fucking night. Come, It was late. It was late or it was early, too early, something. It wasn't, it wasn't uh, a normal hour. Comes in and anger, angrily, not happy, <laughs> not happy that I'm coming in. He knows that I was with another guy. I'm sure he's assuming this at this point. Rips the covers off me and sees a big handprint motherfucking bruise. And let me tell you, if you didn't think my icy cold bitch heart that it was at the time, it's not anymore. I promise it. I am telling you, I felt like a piece of fucking shit. I know you're like, you deserve it because you were. I did. I did. It was horrible. It was horrible. I'm sure his heart fell out of his butthole. <laughs> and I'll tell you, we never recovered from it. And there was a separate, I went on a trip with that motherfucker. There was, we actually got back together like months after and it did not work out. It did not work out, but that breakup led to the most growth that I had ever had in my life. And it was having to see what a self-destructive person I was and why and why was I behaving this way? Why was I behaving this way? It was, it was a big deal. It was, it was actually like, it was a deep, dark shit. So yeah, if you want to leave me a review, five stars, subscribe. <laughs> you can also send me any like topic ideas or questions, stories, anything on the Instagram page, which is the handles at the Horny Housewife Podcast. So that was a nice little time to slide that in. And, you know, I will tell you that in between that, like, that time where I went away with that guy, I thought I fucking loved him. I went on a trip with him and, you know, I realized he was basically a sociopath. And, you know, like I just said a second ago, it was very telling about myself at the time and just how lost I was as a person. And let's wrap it up in like a South Park kind of way, but 
we're not South Park, it's Thorny Housewife. The little life lesson at the end of this whore story is disrespect. You have to respect yourself first. And then if you respect yourself and you love another person, you will respect them because you fucking love them. And you believe that that's how you're supposed to come from a place of love and treat people because karma is a slow motherfucking poison tea. Don't be a whore. Don't cheat on your boyfriend. Don't cheat on your husband. Just fucking... Be a fucking big girl and do it right. Have integrity. And if you're going to do something or if you are doing things like that, you're a little fucking whore. So I would set it to myself. I knew it was what was going on. So let's all just be honest with one another. Uh, but yeah, uh, that was fun. I'm going to think of another horrifying story to tell you. That is the worst one. Now, that's the worst thing I've ever done to a person in a relationship. Not the craziest thing I've done. No, <laughs> no, no. That was the worst. That was just the meanest. That was the meanest. The, the, I'm done. I'm done. I'm not doing this anymore. Okay, well, I kind of feel like shit. Uh, I don't know how I felt about that, but I'm going to click upload because YOLO. Don't most people tell stories about how people were pieces of shit to them, not the other way around. But hey, this is like the eight, at eight, the eight mile at the end, I just stuttered, where he has to go first in the rap battle and he just goes ahead and calls himself out so that that guy had no shit to talk about him. So perfect. If Greenbrier ever made a podcast, he can't tell this horrific story because he didn't know all those details and they were gems. Okay, see you next time. <laughs>